Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. So it was last summer that Kelly had a really great message, and she really emphasized uh, the term walk by faith. And it was something she was really passionate about, and I remember it really resonating with me. And, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, that's what we should all really aspire to do all the time, just walk by faith believe that. So I was like, well, I got to find a song that, you know, it's kind of somehow references that. And uh, thankfully, I found this lovely song. And so uh, even though we're not super rehearsed up on this song, whatever, it just meant to be played today. And so that is what we will do.
Yeah, Lauren. Can we give him another hand? Why y'all always seem to suck at my heart stream? Oh, man. Just give me a second. God has been really working with me with uh, walking by faith, so that's big. Thank you for that. Can we give him another hand, please? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. That's what happens when you listen to your heart, right? I do have a, a cute little joke trying to stop myself from crying. <laughs> it's not so funny when you're crying at the joke. <laughs> oh, God, God, God. Oh, God. Okay. So it was this old lady who was at a uh, shopping. She was uh, leaving the, the store, grocery store. And uh, she realized that she locked her keys in the car. And she was like, oh, my gosh. So she's like, God, come on, please help me to get my car door open and I can get in my car and get home for the day. And so all of a sudden, this biker drives up on his motorcycle, uh, looking like a real biker, leather jacket, um, leather pants, got the boots on, leather skull cap, tattoos, the glasses, he takes them off, and within 15 seconds, he has her door open, and she's in her car ready, you know, before she gets in her car, she gives him a hug, and she says, thank you so much, God, for bringing this nice man to help me, and he says, lady, I'm not a nice man, I just got out of jail for a car thief. He, she said, oh my God, and thank you for bringing a professional. <laughs> <laughs> now, for one who has locked her keys in the car several times, <laughs> one time while the car was running, <laughs> oh my goodness, and my brother's a police officer, so he came and he pulled out his Slim Jim and he was able to do it. Another time we had to call um, AAA to come, because it was in my car driveway, we had to call AAA to come, so I understood how she felt, but I didn't have a thief help me. <laughs> Oh, man, I thought that was so funny. Uh, okay, thank you, God, for giving me my composure back. Oh, man, I, you know, this month of January has been very powerful for me. You know, January for unity represents the spiritual power of faith. And uh, the disciple that represents faith is Peter. And we've been talking about faith all this month. Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing by the Word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. That version is the version from the King James. The version from the living, New Living Translation says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. That scripture has been deeply working itself in me over and over and over again this week. Um, and it's interesting because for the last couple of weeks, when I've uh, left from church, scriptures just come inside of me and it's just been moving and breathing and having its being in me as I've been moving and breathing and having my being in God. And faith is a really powerful um, subject for me, especially growing up. 
My dad used to call me Doubting Thomas, and he used to tell me, if you pray, there's no need to worry, but if you're gonna worry, there's no need to pray. He used to say that to me a lot. And so I have walked and walked and walked, and I'm gonna walk for the rest of my life having a deep relationship with God and moving deeper in faith. When this scripture first came to me, I got this huge aha. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Oh my goodness, God, that, re- that gives me an aha because the first disciple called was Peter, but before he was Peter, his name was Simon. And Simon represents healing, which Charles Fillmore says metaphysically it means, and he's the co-creator of unity. He says that that means being receptive to the word of God. And then when Jesus asked, who do they say I am? And then Jesus says, who do you say I am? And Peter comes, he was Simon then, comes up and says, thou art the the Christ, the living son of God, the son of the living God. And Peter, and Jesus tells him, your name shall be Peter, which is also Cephas. And it means rock. And so I'm thinking, oh my God. So that means that Jesus, when Jesus named uh, Simon Peter, that's what you're telling me by faith comes by hearing and then hearing the word of God. Because as you hear the word of God, you move into a deeper level of faith and your name shifts into Peter. And it's like, no, that's not it. I'm like, okay, so what is it from this scripture that you are telling me? What is my title? And so my title became hearing by the word of God. But then it moved me deeper into the word, the word of God. The word is what you have working with me, God. It was the word that Peter was hearing that shifted him into a consciousness of being receptive and hearing into standing on the foundation of what it was. And even when he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, it was the word that Jesus had been telling him that opened up something inside of him for him to know that. So why are you having me focus on word, God? And as I researched it, I realized even more that there are two ways that word is used in the Bible. And there's two Greek words for it. The first word is logos. Logos represents the written word of God. And as you hear the written word of God, as you read the written word of God, as you study the written word of God, as you obey, which hearing could also be um, meant to obey the word of God, as you move into that and you see the word of God opening up for you in your life, then you've moved into the spirit of the word, you've moved into logos, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's one way it shows up. So when you move into a space of saying, you know what, Um, as I give, so shall I receive. So I'm gonna go ahead and give, because I know I'm gonna receive. And like with me, I'm doing these acts of faith, acts of kindness for these, to, uh, and from December 23rd of last year up until December 23rd, and it's, it's in honor of my sister. That's the day she transitioned, and she was one of the most loving persons I know. And so that's why I'm doing these acts of kindness. And I was telling them uh, Wednesday about this one act of kindness that I did where um, I had got, Wednesday I went into Tim Hortons, and I knew I was going to be paying it forward for the person behind me, the next person that came in, I was going to put money down on their Tim Hortons. And so this older gentleman comes in, and he, uh, 
And so there was another guy in front of me. He was waiting for his, his uh, sandwich, and I was waiting for my hot chocolate. So when the receptionist, came, the uh, cashier came, I said, can you put this $5 on his? And she was like, yeah, she's smiling. So the guy who was in front of me heard that. So he's sitting there to see how this is going to work itself out. I said, just tell him that God is good. So she's like, okay. So she's excited, right? So the older man comes up. I go to walk away. I'm come, going out, right? And I'm going out the door, and I see him standing there. And then she, he gives his order and everything, and she tells him, well, someone put $5 on, on your, your orders. He goes, huh? And then she says it again. And he goes, huh? <laughs> and then she says, yeah. She, he goes, why would she do that? Why would she do that? It's like it took him a minute to accept that he received, he was getting something special, that he didn't have to do anything special to get something special. So I came in and I tapped him and I said, God is good. He said, why did you do that? And I said, because God is good. And then I walked out and he watched me walk out. He had this big smile on his face, right? And that wasn't in the late, the cashier had a big smile on her face. And then when I got into my car, went to start it, the guy, uh, someone beeped next to me. It was the guy who was be ahead of me, and he waved at me because that blessed him as well. So, uh, so as you give, so shall you receive. That was an experience of that, an act of kindness, and I received what it felt to give, right? So, but that's the Word of God, the logos of God, following the Word of God that you, are, you give through acts of kindness. And so I'm like, okay. So how do we go deeper? See, I'm all about going deeper, <laughs> which is why I love unity, because unity deals in going deeper. And even with the metaphysical, Charles Fillmore said, said that the metaphysical meaning is the deeper expression of what the word is in the word of God, the deeper expression of what scripture is. And so I'm like, okay, God, let's go deeper. And so I'm like, okay, so we know the logos is the word of God that you read in the Bible. And as you read it, it comes to life for you as you're reading it. But then there's some experiences that you have that you get an aha, and you experience that word as if you're one with it. And when you experience that word as if you're one with it, you've become uh, the experience of the revealed word. That's the rhema, the revealed word. Now, why am I talking about this? Why does this matter? Because faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the word of God, but you move into a deeper level of faith when you hear from the word of God from your very insides, from the voice that speaks within you, when you realize you literally are the expression of the word of God, and that aha that comes to you is so big that it changes your life forever. You can't go back to the way you were. You can't go back to the way you were. When I was telling you guys about George Mueller, who is an evangelist, and I was telling you that for a big part of his years before he really accepted God, he was, and, and, and what I mean by accepted God was accepting a relationship with God is what I mean by that. He had, up to the age of 16, he was a rascal. He was a liar, and, a, and he, he said it himself, I was a liar and a thief, and I was a con artist. And there's a lot of us who've gone through things in our life. We may not have gone through it that way, but we may have gone through experiences of er error thinking and error behavior by being in um, the disease to please, for instance, insecurity, for instance, 
listening to what other people say. You get this big idea about something, and you're so worried about playing it big, because when you play it big, you're going to hear people criticizing you and making you shrink down. And then this is the kicker. They don't make you shrink down. We choose not to play it big. And we sit and we analyze all the people who are going to have something to say before we step out and do something on our own. Those moments in our life where we hold ourselves back because of what somebody else is saying or doing. And I mentioned this over and over again about the secondhand opinion about how my mother felt about being on airplanes, how that held me back from traveling. And how many times do we do that? But when you have a rhema moment, when you have that moment that you know when I was on that airplane and I was about to step off and walk out, and Howard was out there waiting for me. I honestly was about to step off and walk, but I knew if this is your will, God, and I heard Jesus saying in the scripture, not my will, but thy will be done, and it opened up a willingness inside of me to step into it, and it was so deep that it urged me. See, when you get a rhema word, it urges you to move into it because all emotion moves away, and all you feel is the presence guiding you forward into it, and I moved back into the back of the airplane, and I was like Peter, because when Peter first said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, he was standing in his consciousness where he knew beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus was the expression of God, the living, moving, breathing word of God. And he knew it and he saw it. He had the ears to hear and the eyes to see, and he stood in it. But then when Jesus told them about him being crucified and being up on the cross and that he was going to suffer, all of a sudden, Peter got caught up in the circumstances of that. And he said, that's, that, that's not going to happen to you. Surely that's not going to happen to you. Don't say that. And Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan, because you're looking at this through the eyes of human instead of the eyes of God. Now, in that moment that I got my rhema moment, and I moved back onto the airplane, and I was feeling good in that moment, and then the engine started. <laughs> I freaked out. I freaked out. I freaked out. But when you know the word of God. That's why I say, read it, study it, get whatever translation works for you. You can fall on the logos. And when you fall back on the logos, not my will, but thy will be done, God. The Father and I are one. All the words that Jesus said, Jesus was sharing with us in his word. And I love this because mine has Jesus' writings in red. Let me find a spot where it's red. Look at that. All that red is Jesus' words. Jesus' words speaking to us. And when you hear them, and you read them, and you study them, and they become a part of you, you move into a state of faith. But in that state of faith, it's, it's an objective experience of God from the outside in. But when you move into a subjective experience of God, where you feel it from the inside out, and you move into a deeper intimacy. And last week I shared with you that intimacy to me is into me I see. And when you move inside of me, move inside of yourself, you get to see yourself from a higher expression. And what happens? You move into a higher expression of God. You move from blind faith, looking at it objectively, the word of God, into spiritual faith, experiencing the word of God for yourself. You were saying the road is crooked, or what you were saying, that opened it up to me because I have moments where I get nervous. And see, courage is not doing it when you're confident. Faith is not doing it when you're confident, you know it's going to work. 
Faith is walking outside and outside of your comfort zone and moving in it when all the fog seems to be filling up your mind. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I feel urged to do this and I'm moving in it. And the moment you move in it and you become the expression of it, like Jesus was the expression of it. Jesus is our way shore for a reason. Jesus is our way shore because Jesus experienced everything in this world. He said, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. He said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but Be of good cheer, for I have overcome them. Which means that not only did he speak the word of God, because he always spoke the word of God, he was a living, moving, breathing expression of the word of God. Aren't you ready to be a living, moving, breathing expression of the word of God? Aren't you you ready that when you can clap on that? That when people see you and see your works and see your confidence and see your strength and see how you're standing in peace, that they wonder, where'd you get that from? And they see the glory of God on you and they want some of that too. Yes? Yes. And I am moving more deeper and deeper into that. That we, I always say, I'm saying more and more that the biggest and greatest and more powerful part of us is that part we cannot see. But I want you to see that on me I want it to be lit up like a Christmas tree, just like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was so connected to God in that moment that his very countenance shone. Peter, John, and James were there. Peter represents faith, John is love, and James is wisdom. It is time for us to move into a deeper experience of faith Move into a deeper intimacy with God, using the word of God. And this is the kicker that came to me even deeper, and it's opening up even more for me, even more for me, even more for me. Why? The version, faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God, instead of faith comes by hearing and hearing the good news of Christ. Both of them are are the same. The word of God is literally the Christ, the Christ word that you're reading. But when you move into a rhema, what happens is the word of God inside of you is activated by the word of God that you're saying and studying and experiencing is activated and it opens itself up and you get this deeper understanding of what it is. And then you realize that you literally are the word of God, just like Jesus is. Jesus said that greater things than these ye shall do. Right? Let me read that scripture. I'm just following spirit. Scripture that I read for today, I'm just following spirit on let go and let God. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. When you move into a rhema, like an intimate experience of the word of God, Because you're hearing the word of God from the word of God within yourself, that still small voice inside of you, because you've created a relationship with God so that you can hear God. God's word starts to do its work in you. And when God's uh, word starts to do its work in you, it starts to do its work outside of you. You shift, the very vibration of you shifts, and you become the vibration of of the word just like Jesus did. That anything you touch is expanded by the consciousness that you're moving in. But we have to make a commitment to move into a relationship with God, like Jesus did. To have that relationship with God that you don't even do anything until you're led. I have been 
When I was younger, and I still do it sometimes, I used to sit and listen for my time to, to, to speak. My dad would be talking, and sometimes he'd lecture, and I'm like, I, can I get the spanking, Daddy? Can you just give me the spanking? <laughs> It'd be a lot faster than this lecture. My eyes would glaze over, and I'd be like... <laughs> but in that space, I forgot what I was going to say because I was being funny about my dad. Ah, oh, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, oh, okay. So... He would always be saying something, and something would be triggered in me to, to respond. And sometimes I'd cut him off, and he'd say, baby, listen. Baby, you got to learn the art of listening. And there's a scripture that says to be slow to speak and quick to listen. But it also says be slow to speak and slow to anger. Now, I want to read that because when we get these ahas about things, it really blows us away. And that is in uh, James. It is, where are you at? Chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. And if you guys want to write these down, you can write them down and study them at home. You can even pull them up on your phone. It says, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. It says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God as planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. That soul is a part of you that is the emotional, the mental, the thinking part of you, the part that chooses. It's that part of you that allows you to have your free will. In that space, when you choose an expression that is in accordance with the Word of God, it opens you up to a space of freedom. But the only way to do that is to be slow to react to your situation. That's what this means, to be slow to speak and quick to listen to be slow to anger. It's not just anger, it's any response that's outside of God, outside of peace, outside of joy, outside of love, outside of anything that's objective, that's just looking at it and seeing the situation just that it is what it is. I always say it is what it is, straight up no chaser. <laughs> when, you put your, when you put your judgment on it, and especially if your judgment is anger or resentment or frustration or anything like that, you start to lower your vibration and you start to slow down the highest good that is meant to come to you. And the word of God, you do not hear. The voice of God, you do not hear. It is not until you are slow to speak and you sit and listen and you sit and watch the situation. And I've done that before. This lady came in yelling and screaming one time when I was working at Wilson's Leather. And she was, and I don't understand it. And I was like, okay. And so and it, was, it was two experiences I had. And she was having this attitude and whatever. And I was like, okay. Well, I said, have you had a bad day today? Because I wanted to tell her off. <laughs> I really did. Because I saw how rude she was. And I said, are you having a bad day today? Is something bothering you? Because you don't seem like the person, the type of person that would be really rude to people. And she said, like her eyes opened up like, oh, yeah, I am having a bad day. I apologize for that. And she didn't tell me what was going on, but I could see her tears welling up. And I saw her stop. And the fact that I acknowledged her hurt instead of responding and reacting to it. Anybody have a moment where you react to another person's hurt and it just triggers a downfall of the situation? This uplifted the situation. 
And then there was another situation. And in that moment, she, not only was she in a space where it stopped her from being that way, I was able to help her figure out what she wanted, and I was able to help her get the gift that she was looking for, and then she would come back and talk with me after that. We kinda, she thought, you know, I was her friend. Like, when she'd be in the, in the area, she'd come in. We were at Grey Lace Crossing. She loved shopping out there, and she'd just come in and say hi. So I shifted a situation that could have created an enemy into creating a friend. And then there was another situation. This lady came in with her son and another guy. And I knew it was her son because she was calling him son. And the other guy was like, well, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know why we're in here in the first place. And she was like, well, you know, we're here for our son to celebrate his birthday and everything, you know. And so, and, um, so I, she was like, he was really rough and mean. And so I went over to her and said, wow, you're having a difficult time. I can feel your pain. And, and she was like abrupt with me, right? And so I was like, okay. But then later on, like maybe 15 minutes later, she came back and she said, I am so sorry for being rude with you. That is my ex-husband, and we promised to take my, grand, my son out to Rainforest Cafe, and he wanted to come out to Wilson's Leather, and it's always about him and never about our son. And so that irritated me, me and I'm so sorry. I said, I completely understand. Can I pray with you? And I prayed with her. And then, and then a couple of, while we were in the midst of praying, he comes in with the son fussing about where, why'd you come back here? And she was in a state of peace. She just smiled at me. She squeezed my hands and she said, thank you and walked out. Because you're slow to anger, slow to speak. You take the situation in and you hear the presence of God sharing with you how to respond. Anybody had a situation like that where you stopped for a minute and paid attention and then responded from your heart, not from your mind? Every time you come from your heart, You've awakened the rhema word. You're hearing by the word of God, which is the Bible, the scriptures, and whatever you know about the spiritual principles of God. And then you're living it. You're activating it and waking up and living it. It is time for us to do this. Are you ready to go deeper? Yes. I am ready to go deeper. Together? I am ready to go deeper. I am ready to be the living word of God. Together? Take a deep breath. Say it again. I am ready to be the living word of God. Take another deep breath. And say it again. I am ready to be the living word of God. Now what this means is that you move into an intimate relationship even deeper. You move out of being the letter of the law, the letter of the word. It's good to know the word, but we're here to also be the expression of the word. We're here to be a higher expression of the word. And if wherever you can stretch yourself and go deeper and go further, go there. I promise you, you have all the support, the resources necessary, whatever it is, even the reserves inside of yourself to go there. There's this story I heard yesterday, and because um, Howard's cousin passed away, so we went to his father, his uh, cousin's uh, funeral yesterday. And the minister was talking about how this grandmother was with her granddaughter, and they were baking a cake. And while they were baking this cake, she was so excited about, I want this, I, the little girl was all excited about the cake, the granddaughter. And so they poured the, the cake mix in the pan and it was only half full. 
And the granddaughter was like, why is the can, it's only half full, grandmama. You know, it's like, well, how is it going to be a big cake? And she said, it's going to rise, baby, it's going to rise. And the, the, the grandbaby was like, how is it going to rise? She said, well, you can just watch it then if you don't, if you, don't you can see it, you can watch. So she, they put it in the oven and it had one of those big glass door, windows on it. And so the little girl pulled up a chair and she sat and she watched it. And then after a while, it started to rise. And she's like, grandma, it's starting to rise. Grandma, it's starting to rise. And the grandmother's like, okay, baby, I know. And she's like, it's starting to rise. Now, the, the, mother, the grandmother knew that the cake was going to rise because she knew what she put in it to make it rise. And so she wasn't surprised that the cake rose, and when they pulled it out, it was bigger than the amount of cake mix that was literally seemingly poured in the can, in, in, the, in the baking pan. You all have the Word of God inside of you, and it's bigger and grander than you could ever know. And when you activate that Word of God in you, it will rise you up to a higher vibration of the Christ that you are. I say, let's tap into that. I say, let's learn who we are. And let's, I say, let's be that even more powerfully. Amen? Amen. 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 So, as we close out, we're going to move into hearing the word of God, not just from what we read, but opening ourselves up to hear for the, by the word of God, hearing and hearing by the word of God within us. I promise you, everything that's written in here, everything that Jesus was, Jesus was the walking word, the walking expression of God. I promise you, you are too. Jesus wouldn't have said greater things than these ye shall do. He was not a liar. Jesus told the truth all the time. The logos is in you. And the more you study it, the more you become one with it, the more you pray on it. When you pray, you activate through the word, the power of your word. You use the power of God, the word of God, to activate the word that you know. And the more you sit in the meditation with God and become a deeper experience and intimacy and expression of God, which is the word, you activate the divine man inside of you, which is the word of God, and you become that higher expression of you. And it rises so brightly that it lights you up. Doesn't that feel good to hear that? Yes. Isn't it going to feel even more to be it? Yes. I am ready to be the walking word of God. Together. I am ready to be the walking word of God. Say it again. I am ready to be the walking word of God. One more time. I am ready to be the walking word of God. Jesus said that as he did it, we can do it. And I promise you. I believe it. Do you believe it? Yes. You sure? I believe it. Yes. I believe it. Okay. Amen. That's it. Thank you, guys. See
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.